And welcome back, listeners. Uh, my name is Shane Ambrose. Welcome back to Sacred Space, a Come and See Inspirations production here on West Limerick 102. And this morning, we are delighted to welcome to the programme Jane Mellis. Good morning, Jane. Good morning, Shane. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. Now, Jane, you are the Laudato Sea officer with Trocra, I understand. I am indeed. Now we're going to unpackage that a small bit for people that kind of explain where we're going with this. So a couple of years ago, uh, Pope Francis published, I think it's, was it an apostolic exhortation or an encyclical called Laudato Si? And this year, as observant uh, listeners would have noticed, po- uh, Bishop Brendan Leahy also wrote the Lintron Pastoral for the Limerick Diocese on the whole, uh, on the on the on the papal letter. Now we're it's five years, so and we're coming up. I understand Jane to a particular special week in May, so that's one of the reasons why we're covering Laudato Si on the program this morning. But before we start, I suppose a small bit about yourself. What do you do? What are you involved with? What's your background? Just to introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. So. Um... Well, for the last number of years, I've worked with Dublin Archdiocese as a parish pastor worker and uh, found myself um, heading up the project for the World Meeting of Families, which um, was promoting Ladado Sea. So it was called, the project was called Our Common Home. And that has sort of led me down this uh, Ladado Sea road and becoming more fully immersed in the in the documents and has led me into Trocra. And my role is really to promote the documents um, in faith communities across Ireland and trying to motivate and and mobilise church into taking action on the environment as a result. So it's quite, it's been quite an interesting journey. Yeah, I can can imagine so. Um, Just in terms of, I suppose, people will say, well, why are we looking at it now? And why are we bringing it up now? And, you know, when you and I were tit-tatting during, tech-talking during the week about uh, preparing for the interview, one of the things I was saying was at the moment, with the whole COVID thing that's going on, people have time, I suppose, just to pause and catch their breaths. We're not rushing around. We're not doing a whole lot at the moment. And I suppose it's also an opportunity for us just to think about the way we live our lives and how we live our lives and 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 everything that revolves around that. Because, of course, when we come back after COVID, when we start to, um, I suppose, move out of the restrictions, um, it's going to be a very different kind of normal for us. Um, but as well as that, one of the things that well, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why we wanted to talk about, it, of course, was those some of those amazing pictures from around the world mm. of the impact of the shutdowns. Absolutely, and I was just looking at some of the images there this morning, um, where you have, you know, cities um, and their pollution levels so that they're showing images side by side of of cities a few months ago compared to right now um cities like new delhi bangkok and um the difference in the air quality um is enormous and um i suppose people are are even commenting on how even in ireland they can hear the bird song seems louder or they're noticing the flowers more um it's so quiet everywhere and Things have really slowed down for everybody. Um, and I think after the initial shock of, of the shutdown, um, we, we seem to have entered into this national retreat almost. Mm. Um, so people are certainly aware of that and becoming more aware of, of cleaner air, um, of slower pace of life um, and so on. So I think we're being given a sort of a snapshot of 
of what's possible. Like there's that famous phrase from from the author um, Aaron Dahi Roy that came to mind when I saw those images from the cities. And it's, it says she says in it, another world is possible. And on a quiet day, I can hear her breathing. And it's a beautiful phrase. Um, but I think we're really being being shown, you know, what the world um, would look like if we just went that bit slower, if we were just more conscious of our environment and really working together um, for a cleaner and more sustainable world. Um, it's, it's quite an interesting time. Now, I suppose people will be aware very much there was the whole um, extinction campaigns that were going on before before the shutdown happened mm -hmm. but what people might not be aware of and i suppose that that's and that's what we keep talking about we keep referring to this thing called laudato si what is laudato si so um laudato si is a letter it's an encyclical written by the pope to every single person written on the or sorry every single person living on this planet um, so papal encyclicals are usually written to Catholics worldwide um, on some aspect of church teaching or church doctrine. This particular letter, uh, Laudato Si, on care for our common home, is its full title, um, is written to everybody uh, because Pope Francis says we need a conversation that includes everyone, a dialogue on what is happening to our world and what we need to do about it. Um, the phrase Laudato Si is actually taken from a prayer from St. Francis, uh, the opening words of a prayer, Laudato Si Mi Signor, which means praise be to you, my Lord. Um, so it's that famous prayer uh, from, from St. Francis. And um, yes, yeah, so Laudato Si literally means praise be, but it's, it's, a, it's an urgent call for everyone to, to take action um, on the environmental crisis. And I suppose I suppose one of the questions would be where you know it's 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 some people would say well that's a political issue or that's an economic issue or like where how is it why 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 is the pope getting bothered about it yeah that's a good question I suppose um it's it's really it's a piece of good news where we now have faith communities entering into this debate um and Pope Francis in the documents describes the roots of the environmental crisis as deeply spiritual. Um, he says we all need to look into our own hearts where our relationship with the natural world is concerned. So that's the first thing. He, he's describing the roots of the crisis as a spiritual crisis, um, that we've forgotten who we are, where we're from. Um, we need to get back to our roots. And I suppose in the document as well, he also talks about the responsibility we have to care for God's creation, that our theology in the past may have been interpreted as us having complete control um, over nature, that we can do what we want with it. And I suppose he's trying to redefine that and say, no, we are carers of creation. Um, we are there to, to, to till the land, but also to protect it. We are custodians of the earth for future generations. So um, he's coming at this from a, from a scriptural point of view and from a deeply spiritual point of view as well, to bring faith into the conversation. Um, and members of the scientific community have also said this, that when we're talking about people having a, a, a conversion or a change of hearts where their relationship with nature is concerned, they say we need, uh, we need theology and spirituality to have um, the conversation in, in those camps, not 
they say we can't do that. Um, so it's it's an interesting, um, it's just an interesting aspect of the debate. The call for faith communities to to inspire people and to move people into into action. I guess. Mm. I suppose we're looking at it five years down the line. Um, as you know, as you said, it was this this letter was published in two thousand and fifteen. Um, What's changed? What's gone on? What what has actually happened since the Pope published that letter? Um, yeah, well, I suppose a lot has happened internationally and a lot has happened in Ireland as well. And just to touch on the global picture, first of all, I think across the, the global church, um, there have been many organisations that have been set up to, to promote Laudato Si. Um, I suppose one of the biggest contributions is this acknowledgement of the church teaching on the environment now becoming part of that body of teaching on social justice in the church that it's been given its place in in the church's uh, social teaching and um, one example of an organization that has come out of this internationally is the global catholic climate movement and just a, a piece of really good news on their work and um, part of their work is to encourage Catholic institutions around the world to divest from the fossil fuel industry. So to take their investments away um, from the fossil fuel injury, industry, which is which is uh, driving aspects of this crisis. Um, and Catholic groups make up one of the, the largest groups globally um, that are part of this this divestment um, campaign. So that, it's a piece of good news and the Irish Bishops Conference are included in, in that divestment piece as well as are many congregations uh, from Ireland also. Um, so that's kind of just one very practical example of, of a piece of activism that's happening and that we can we can be proud of. Um, to, to go more locally, I think um, Ladado C is being taught in schools, in parishes, in universities Um and some parishes are doing amazing things around the country, becoming eco-parishes um, and really looking at how they can be more sustainable in terms of things like their energy and their recycling, but also bringing care for creation more uh, prominently into their prayer and liturgy um, within the parish as well, um, being an example and, and a witness to, to the community. So I suppose... The Care for Creation um, theme has really blossomed since the data C has been published and um, it's still very much in its early stages. It's, it's only five years since its publication, but um, there is so much, uh, so many good good news stories and projects happening around the place to, to take example from um, as well. Uh, so yeah, lots, lots of positivity. And I mean, in my work, I meet groups all around the country who are who are doing inspiring things on this issue as well. So um, just to to listen and to learn from those groups is, is part of, of the work. And in terms of, I suppose, in terms of things that people are doing around the country, like um, I suppose when people think about this topic, there's very much you can get slightly overwhelmed by it all. And you're kind yeah. of going, well, what can I do? I'm just one person. And, you know, it's it's it seems to be such a bigger, bigger issue. Um, 
So I suppose if you were looked at from the point of view of uh, practical action, like you know where you know the, you know where you where if a person listening this morning just going back to that quote from Pope Francis says like interdependence obliges to think of one world with a common plan. Um, and to kind of to look at the mindsets that we have in terms of making decisions about how we live our lives. I suppose what would be a couple of examples that maybe we could do at the personal level, at maybe the family level, and maybe consider at the parish level in terms of because of course the thing about it is we, we we're we're parts of wider circles. And looking at it from a faith perspective, you know, we have ourselves, we have our families, and obviously we have parishes as well. And sometimes people mightn't think of that one, actually, the parish one, but we'll get to that in a second. So if we can start with the individual and the family, what kind of suggestions or actions um, have people been taking kind of to read, reflect and implement on what Pope Francis has called us to do? Yeah, sure. And, and, you know, this issue is overwhelming and and to, to acknowledge that, the hope part of of this work is is in action and it's on coming together with like-minded people and and ultimately i say to people you know we start with ourselves we have to we we look at our own lives and our own homes um and down to very simple practical things people start with sorting out their recycling um and for some people they might be starting on this journey right there and that's absolutely fine um, because you start with the small things with what you can do, where you are, and and it grows from there. So that, that's a really practical area to start with in the home. Um, looking at our energy use in our homes, um, how we heat our homes, what, um, what bulbs we use, very simple things, doing even a little energy audit of, of our house um, can also be a very practical thing to do. And... Another really um, sort of, I find this quite a powerful initiative, um, the Faith Pollinators Plan, which can be done in home and parish. And this is simply the planting of wildflowers for pollinators like bees, you know, a, a beautiful um, action to to do with, with children, with families and with parish groups. Um, and even going on from there, the, the planting of, of native trees and, and so on. Um, so there's lots of small initiatives um, that, that can be done. And on, on our Troker website, we have 100 ways to implement Ladado C with very practical things um, in the resources section on, on the website as well. Um, and then taken from there, I think this grows once you once you complete those those tasks, you'll want to do more because this is a journey um, and looking at our transport, you know, how do I get to school? How do I get to work? Um, depending on where I live, can I can I use public transport more more often? Um, and I also say to families and parishes to write to your local TDs, write to your parish priest, like let them know you're concerned about this issue um, because we need both. We need the small actions and we need our governments and church bodies as well to be aware that this is an issue that concerns us um, as Catholics, as citizens, and we want them to take the urgent action that is needed. Um, so even as, as a family to sit down and to write something like that or as a parish group, um, you're really taking on a piece of strong activism there as well as, as getting involved in your in your practical tasks in the household so i think that's quite a a bit to get on with in the beginning and um and it does grow from there and i think speaking with 
um, like-minded people and other groups and other families who are doing similar things and in the local community as well um, really helps the momentum to keep going. Um, now, one of the things, one of one of the things that caught our eye on the program is the fact that there is actually a week coming up in May about Laudato Si's fifth anniversary. Yep, absolutely. So this is called Laudato Si Week. It runs from the sixteenth of May to the twenty fourth, and the twenty fourth of May is is the anniversary of the publication of Laudato Si, and and this year we celebrate five years. And um, the difference this year is that. Pope Francis has asked, he has renewed his call, he's renewed the urgent call um, for care for our common home. Um, he says there is an urgent need to listen to the cry of the earth, to the cry of the poor. So he has asked for this week to be celebrated by Catholic communities around the world. And there's a website, Week. Dot org, where you can go on there and you can get lots of different ideas about what you might do as a family, as a parish, as a diocese. And there's a global map on that website. And they're asking people to, to write in their action, no matter how big or how small it is, so that it will be placed on the map of activities. And, and you can see examples that are already there. I suppose with the COVID-19 crisis, this week has changed. It, it was going to be a week where there would be a, a lot of international events and, and we would have, we would certainly have done um, an event somewhere in the country as well. Um, so that is all moving online now in, in, in light of, of the current crisis we are in, but still encourage people to engage with the week in whatever way they can. We'd love to hear your ideas as well. So if you are doing something in your house to mark Ladado Sea Week, no matter what it is, uh, planting your bee bombs, planting a tree, um, having a little prayer service for creation, um, do register it on that global map, org, so that others can see what you're doing. And we'd love to see the Ireland's part of that map full of uh, full of dots as well. Um, so unfortunately, we, we can't engage in it as we would have liked to, but we will. it will still be marked, absolutely, and to encourage people to get involved in that. So I just think, you know, families that might be listening this morning are grandparents that maybe want to encourage their kids and might have a bit of access to the old internet. Um, where, where? give me, if you like, your top four resources where people can go online to get information. Sure. So um, for this week in particular, I'd encourage you to look at uh, ladadosseaweek.org. And there's lots of ideas and resources on there for how you might celebrate this week. So that's definitely the, the first place. Um, I'd also encourage you to look on the Trocro website. Um, in parish resources on the website, they have a section on Ladado Sea. And in the education section of the website, there's actually lots of activities for children of all ages um, in relation to Ladado Sea and, and climate justice. Um, so there's there's plenty of of very accessible videos for all ages all ages and worksheets and things like that. So you know also if families are looking for for activities for children to mm. to go there. Um, another place I'd encourage people to check out is the Global Catholic Climate Movement website. Um, and this is an international website. It's an international organization inspired and founded as a result of Laudato Sea. Um, and on there, there is, it's a minefield of, of information and resources 
um, lots of prayerful resources and also ideas around activism and lots of news about how the church is responding to the environmental crisis. So what so was think, that one again? Sorry, what was the name of that website so, again? So it's the Global Catholic Climate Movement. If you just Google that, it'll it'll come up. Um, the Global Catholic Climate Movement. And there's plenty a lot to be getting on with between those three websites. And on that last website I mentioned, the Global Catholic Climate Movement, you can actually sign the Laudato Sea Pledge and and you get a newsletter from them and some handy tips and resources. And it's saying, you know, I I support Laudato Sea, um, I want to take action on Laudato Sea. Um, it's just to encourage people there as well. Um, one other place I will send um, people, especially for, for the Irish context, is to Eco Congregation Ireland. Eco Congregation Ireland. Um, this is a, an organization which is encouraging parishes to become eco parishes and apply for the Eco Parish Awards. So you can actually do a, a range of activities. When, when we emerge from the COVID 19 crisis, um, that parishes can apply for this award and they're given a list of tasks they have to achieve. It's a bit like um, the Gosh Award. Yeah. The green flags for the <laughs> and schools. the green flags, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the green flag for parish, really. Yeah. Um, so in the meantime, people could go on there and just research what it's about and, and see what parishes have done. It's, um, it's a really interesting piece of work. And um, again, starting small, it's nothing that's, that's not achievable. Um, and all you need is one other person who's passionate uh, to join with you and, and watch how it grows from there. So there's if you if you delve into those four websites, you'll be kept very busy for, a, for a while. That's yeah. for sure. That's for sure. Now, from um, a Limerick perspective, just to remind people as well that Bishop Brendan's Lintron Pastoral this year um, was also on Laudato Sea, and it was called "Listening to Nature's Words of Love, Caring for Our Common Home," and that and that's available on the Diocesan website. And it also has some of those links listed as resources at the back of it. But I suppose, as well as that, um, Jane, I suppose one thing maybe maybe to say to people as well would be to actually read Laudato Sea. Absolutely, and. Um... One of the interesting projects that emerged during this crisis is um, we did a bit of a Laudato Sea book club online. Um, and if if anyone is interested in that, they can email me. I'll, I'll give you my email address at the end. But um, read Laudato Sea. It's, it's, it's a beautiful document. And, you know, invite some a couple of people to join you. We've done it as a kind of a book club for six weeks, taking a chapter per week. Um and it it really it really does take you on a journey. Um, and I think when Pope Francis, you know, when he wrote this document, he brought together um, the world's top climate scientists, but also theologians, anthropologists, sociologists. So it's 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 a fascinating journey um, through the climate crisis, the environmental crisis, but also a spiritual journey um, in terms of of how we have ended up here and, and where we need to, to go. Um, so I would really encourage people to read Laudato Si. 
Okay, Jane, listen, thanks a million. I'm afraid the clock is against us again, against <laughs> this morning. Uh, I, I, I get the distinctive pressure you could talk about this for a long time. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, just, so just to remind people again, those resources that Jane mentioned, so it's laudatocweek.org. That's what yep. the main website. And that week is the 16th to the 23rd of May. Then on the Troker website, under either parish resources or education resources, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of resources on the Troker website, folks. If you've never actually explored it, <laughs> and particularly if for parents that have kids at home, um, just you know, in terms of getting involved, getting things involved like that, and also maybe looking towards the summer when school is out, but where we may still have some restrictions on us. Maybe we might be able to get back to full things. You're looking for things to do with the kids. Then there's the Global Catholic Climate Movement. So if you Google that. It's Global Catholic Climate Movement. A lot of resources there. And then finally, if you want to set up the, the green flag for your parish, if you want to research it so you can come at the PP when all things are lifted again, that's Eco Congregation Ireland. That's Eco Congregation Ireland. So they're the they're the they're the four they're the four resources. Jane, we might have you back on again uh, because yeah. as well as that, see, we didn't get to discuss today the document on the Amazon, which I wanted to get you. But time is against us, sure. and we we'll 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 get you back on again at some stage. Listen, thanks a million for coming on the program this morning. You're very welcome, and thank you. Could I just leave you my email address if anyone wants to get in touch? Um, sure. Is Jane dot Mellet M E L L E T T at Troker org, and happy to have a chat about all things the data. See, um, if you want to get in touch. Perfect. Thanks a million. Okay, Thanks. John, we'll go out with our next. We'll, go, we'll finish up this part to the program with our next piece of music, which is "Morning Has Broken" by Judy Collins. Okay, perfect. And we'll come back to part three and when we will have our reflection on the Sunday Gospel. Talk to you then. Mm-hmm. 